Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Just got a text from Eric. He said, just ordered some wings from Wingstop. Well, that's always a bright idea. We are sponsored, of course, by Wingstop here. The captain and the ticket water cooler every uh, afternoon. The ticket water cooler specifically from 12 to 1. And every Friday, we like to bring on our guy, Brian Munson of Husker Online. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, man. Some wings sound good. Do they deliver to Texas? Or what's up with that? (laughs) There might be some wings. Are there any wing stops in Texas? Yeah, hopefully there. Yeah, there's some down here. We'll have to. I'll give credit back to you guys though. The advertising's paying off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's working out. We also got uh, Good Sense Fridays, where we get free sandwiches from Good Sense. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Shout too. out to Good so, Sense. Delicious. Yeah, another good choice for you, Brian. Uh, if you yeah, if you've got them down too. there. Uh, I did want to. Of course, there's a lot of uh, of a focus this week on recruiting. So we'll probably start there. Nebraska on the bye week. Uh, the big announcement date. It's been moved around. It's been uh, it's been long uh, long thought that maybe Malachi Coleman would stay in Lincoln. As the as the as the date nears closer, do you feel closer that Nebraska is the the team to beat, or do you think that going into tomorrow, um, you might you might see a different hat picked or what you know whatever way Malachi's going to do it? I guess. Right, whatever he's going to do. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll be surprised. First of all, I, I'll be surprised to see if there are a bunch of different hats on the table. Number one, I, I do feel very very good uh, about my Nebraska pick. Number two, I I think it just makes sense. Um. I think it's about the the quantity of times he's been to Lincoln, maybe even like after his official visit, um, the the many times he's been there during the season so far this year. I also think that there's a lot to be said about, you know, Mickey Joseph joining the staff and coming to Lincoln at the time that he did, because I I honestly felt like things were souring for Nebraska when it came to Malachi. I think that, I think he saw it too. I think he saw that, you know, that Nebraska, was still struggling last year when he got the offer. They were still they were still trying to find this identity. They they didn't have a great way to kind of get the wide receivers the football. And then Mickey Joseph gets hired and come that what January fourteenth, fifteenth day when he, whenever he could get out in the road and go see everybody. Lincoln East is one of the first stops. And very clearly, like right out of the gate, Mickey Joseph let let Malachi know you're a priority. You're a priority for me. You're a priority for the staff. You're a priority for Nebraska. We got to keep you home, um, and, and I think that that's going to resonate. And and uh, I think that honestly, I mean, when you look at the type of development that Mickey Joseph has had with other wide receivers, I, I don't know how you argue with that. So I, I think that I think tomorrow becomes the the end of a, of a fairly long journey, and any and Malachi Coleman chooses Nebraska. Wow, that, that'll be fascinating. I, I think too, it's interesting as. As guys do pick Nebraska, just obviously with the the, the coaching, um, the question marks, I suppose that are up in the air. Is that? I mean, I guess it, it's kind of going to be different, you know, received differently on the recruiting trail. But do you think a lot of these guys are kind of considering Nebraska, assuming that Mickey gets the job? Is that kind of what this class and all this work is is going to, or is there still that idea that Mickey might be a, around next year, whether he's the head coach or not? I think Mickey is going to be in the picture regardless. I think whether, you know, and, and honestly, I think there's probably some 
some people out there that are waging their bets that he can that he gets there he keeps the head coaching job let's be honest he keeps it it changes it from an interim to, to just head coach um and then i i think that there are also those that say well even if he gets you know if, there, if there's another head coach that's brought in there's going to be an understanding about the 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 guy or the guys that are on the staff that have done a tremendous job, like keeping things together and trying to find a way to kind of make things work. Um, Mickey has, Mickey has put himself in a great position. I think he's going to make it uh, a great, uh, a great option for Trev Alberts to, to keep him uh, as the head coach. I think he's going to make it a tremendous option for whoever is the head coach to keep him in Lincoln. And I think that what you do based on what we've all seen so far, you're going to want Mickey's hands all over that program no matter what. You're going to want it you know, in the recruiting side. You're going to want it on the offensive side. You're going to want it in the organizational, bigger like associate head coach kind of role. Um, he has done a fantastic job with what he was given and, and what he's been you know, tasked to do to kind of ride the rest of the season out. So um, I, I think that you're going to, either way, the, the, the role will remain the same or it'll be, uh, the role that he had before, along with a lot of other titles. So just get him a longer door and keep the name cards and the cards kind of going down the list because it should be like recruiting coordinator, associate head coach, offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and like just like literally that, that should be the list of titles that he ends up having out of this deal if he's not the head coach. Yeah, I, I, I think that is just going to be fascinating, too, because I do think that he could get to a point, um, you know, do successful enough for Nebraska where they don't quite maybe want to keep him, but or they want to keep him, obviously, on staff, but they don't quite want him as head coach, uh, but somebody yeah. else does. And uh, so that's one of the scenarios that could play out and all makes recruiting very interesting. I did want to ask you this. I saw this online, and it, it definitely drew my eyes. Are there a couple of Vandenboshes on the, uh, on the radar for Nebraska? There are. I mean, that was, I, I tell you what, so <clears throat> watching Kyle is one of those things that I, I kind of, that that still is very vivid to me, looking back to some of those teams that were from, you know, the, the, the 90s, the, the early 2000s. There, there are a lot of, there, there, there are some great players that came out of those times, you know, following the national championships, and Vandenbosch is one of them. Um, had a terrific career, you know, following his time there in Nebraska, whether he was like what he was drafted by Arizona, ended up in Tennessee for a number of years. Oh, yeah. I think he ended his career in Detroit. Um, <clears throat> I think he was just one of those great guys that to kind of watch and see he had such a tremendous motor. Um, but yeah, two of his sons uh, picked up offers last night. Uh, I talked to or, or changed, changed messages, exchanged messages with Case, uh, Vandenbosch, who's a, a quarterback, <clears throat> that was actually his first offer. So Nebraska was out there yesterday in Phoenix and made the first offer to Case. And the other one, I want to say is Bastion. I'm trying to find his name here really quick because I wrote an article on it last night. Yeah, it's Bastion. They call him, I didn't catch up with him. They call so, him Bash. They call him Bash out there, apparently. Bash Vandenbosch, that's a great name. There you go. Bash Vandenbosch, that's, that's awesome. Listed as an athlete by on three, I'm very interested in catching up with him. But, you know, and, and obviously um, with Nebraska being out there in Phoenix yesterday, they stopped by to see uh, another legacy player. So you had Bobby Newcomb and his son, who has had an offer now for a while, uh, believe that he got a visit last night as well from, from Nebraska. That's awesome. Nebraska, uh, you know, kind of keeping ties. Obviously, maybe you expect that with, with Mickey Joseph and stuff. Is that 
Um, do you see it maybe being more the case now than in the past or with previous coaching staffs? Does it kind of depend on the coaching staffs as you've seen it, uh, how closely they stick with some of the legacy kids? Um, I, I think probably yes and no. Um, obviously it comes down to qualifications. It comes down, it comes down to the ability to play at the next level. It comes down to the ability to play at the big 10 level. Um, it comes, it comes down to, you know, with these guys, 2026 players, you've got to have some vision, but I mean, obviously they had to pop off the, had to just kind of leap off the tape a little bit at Vince Ginta and other player, other, other staff and, and, and coaches that have, have watched them play because you're not going to have these guys really kind of, you know, sight set where you can like give them an official offer for, for a year or two. So there's, there's gotta be some, some real feel good about, you know, getting the ball rolling for them and their recruiting process. But at the same time, you know, giving them that early offer from Nebraska where, where dad played uh, college football. That's uh, such an excellent story. I know that, I know that um, Case was able to share with me last night that, uh, you know, he grew up a Nebraska fan, obviously because of dad, but never been to a game. Um, so will be very interesting to see when they get a chance to, to get him up there to Lincoln and let him kind of experience it. All right, so uh, one last question probably. We're joined by Brian Munson of On3 Huster Online. And, Brian, I, I don't know how normal it is, so maybe I could be wrong and maybe this is a dumb question, but it seems as if Mickey Joseph, well, it's not seems, it's, it's true. He was out in Louisiana for their last bye week. This bye week he was captured um, in Georgia checking out Barry Jackson. Is it normal for a head coach to, to be out on the road recruiting as, as often as, as Mickey is? I don't know what I think normal has a whole different definition when it comes to Mickey. Um, is it normal for Mickey as a head coach? Probably. Is it normal for most head coaches? Probably not. Um, honestly, I don't, re- I don't recall it very often in, in happening. Um, it's one of those things where it's kind of, it's kind of a, uh, it's always a weekend obviously that you have in the calendar that's circled for your players to get healthy and to, and to get a little bit of a time off, but you also try to get recruiting kind of keep going and you want to get some new things kind of going out the door. I think Nebraska typically, you know, if they weren't where they are at right now, you know, there would probably be a, a, even like a bigger lull here where we wouldn't be talking about any recruiting at all. Um, the junior college stuff might make some sense and we're waiting on the portal transfer guys, but but seeing you know what they did yesterday with the 24, 25, 26 guys, um, and, and obviously they're out there today doing it again. Uh, and Mickey, I think, is going to be leaving Georgia. If I think I remember where I, where I heard he was going, he might be actually going to Arizona today. So a guy like that with the type of mileage he's putting in, uh, atypical on a on a overall scale. I'd say it's very typical for the way, though, that Mickey Joseph operates. I think he's just built different. A lot of frequent flyer miles for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Brian, that's going to wrap up our time today. Thanks again uh, for joining this us this week. We'll be excited to talk to you right in front of uh, the Brett Bielema appearance at Memorial Stadium next Saturday. Looking forward to it, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. He's Brian Munson of Husker Online. Joins us every Friday, and it's good to kind of get all that in-game info as we get prepared for it. Um, but it's good during the bye week to see what's uh, out and about there too. I, I don't, I, I don't think I've had so much fun talking about uh, Bobby Newcomb and Kyle Vanderbosch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my era right there. Get, get their sons here. Some people don't uh, don't realize. Guess how many Pro Bowls Kyle Vandenbosch made? Ooh, how long did he play? Can you tell me that? I don't have that right in front of me. Let's see. From 2001 to 2012. 2001 to 2012. Uh, give me eight. 
Eight Pro Bowls? He's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was it trying seems, to surprise you. I was going to say, go, it seemed, go low. Go, I was going to say, it seemed, I don't know, like Maybe three. One, three Pro Bowls, yeah. Uh, 2005, 2000, and 2007, excuse me, and 2009. I don't know. It seemed uh, like you, you seemed like you were trying to throw me for a loop there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know he was good. I don't know how, how good he was. I think if you look I at, only remember him with the Lions. The Lions, yeah. The latter part of his career. Uh, I was I was upset because he did get drafted by my Cardinals and started to break out like his final year there, and then then really broke out with the Titans. But I think he's like, I think that people kind of forget about how how successful he was at the next level. If you mm-hmm. go like down the list of Pro Bowls that former Nebraska players made, you know, three is quite a bit. That's a, that's a heck of a, a job. So yeah. he's got to be near the top there. I'll, I'll, I'll go look at it because I remember being surprised last time I looked at it. I think Sue might be leading the way. Sue might be right up there. Uh, just over the years, maybe a Neil Smith might be the lead. I'll go look at that. We'll have to check. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you know about that. We'll also look over the ticket prices this weekend for college football action. Who's got the hardest ticket to get across the country the highest price ticket who's got the lowest price ticket we're looking at you miami hurricanes once <laughs> again uh, we'll do that coming up next year on the ticket water cooler 93.7 the ticket